the Enterprise Carrier Fleet Summit. Today, we are joined by Sadie Church, Vice President of Driver Relations at Archer Express. Welcome to the summit, Sadie. Thank you so much for having me. I am kind of excited to get into this. Um, but before we jump into our conversation, let's get some background on you and kind of how you started at Archer. Sure. So uh, background on me, I grew up in trucking. My dad was an owner-operator my whole life. Um, so I spent a lot of time over the road with him growing up as a kid. Uh, that was something we would do in the summers, just go over the road with him. Um, so just an industry that I grew up in, really passionate about, really care about. I've worked both on the vendor side as well as the carrier side. So I've been very, very fortunate over the years to work with some really phenomenal companies. I like that. It's kind of like a, most people go to like summer vacation on Disney World and you just get to see, you know, all of America from a truck. And I like that. That's kind of cool. Yeah, we actually joked that um, we spent more time at truck stops than amusement parks. So very fitting. I like that. That also might be a little bit more fun depending on the day at the amusement park because it's less people and yes. heat and obnoxious crying kids. Um, so I guess when it comes into um, driver retention and, you know, ways that you can effectively, you know, keep and retain your drivers, what are some of those things that drivers start looking for when it comes to a company they want to work with? What are those key factors that they're like, this is a non-negotiable for me? Yeah, I think it varies from driver to driver, but I think the top three are pay, home time, um, how many miles are they going to get, right? Which also factors into pay. Um, but those seem to be the top three questions. And then, you know, equipment. Um, and then one of the hot questions lately is cameras. So why is why are cameras kind of one of those more important or one of those hot questions? Is it just um, are they because are they on 24-7? That's something that I'm not entirely familiar with. So why is dry wire cameras now at like the front of that um, top few things that drivers are looking for? Yeah, so most carriers have outward facing cameras, but a lot of carriers are beginning to adapt uh, to or um, beginning to adopt inward facing cameras as well. Um, insurance companies, right? They uh, they can they control a lot in the industry. Um, so a lot of companies are moving to use inward facing cameras as well. Drivers, you know. There and I very, very much understand this. That when they live in their trucks 24 7, 365 almost, they feel like it's an invasion of privacy. They don't trust the technology. They don't, tr they, they want to know if someone's watching the camp, the footage all the time. They want to know if someone's listening in all the time. So they, a lot of drivers just really feel it's an invasion of uh, their personal space. I completely get that because I mean, if I, in my house, I wouldn't want someone to put cameras and watch me in my house and do my job because that would, feel very awkward and uncomfortable and very like big brothery. Yeah. And that's how that's how they see it. And we try to, you know, we try to put their minds at ease that, you know, it's you can have the camera cover on when you're not driving. You really just need to have it on when you're driving. We're all it's only going to trigger to us if it's a harsh event. So we we do a lot of coaching and teaching with them on this um, for the drivers that it's a deal breaker. You know, obviously, that's a deal breaker. Um, but I, th I think eventually most carriers will move to using inward facing cameras. Yeah, I would imagine, especially if it's something that insurance is kind of driving, um, that's kind of hard to not implement. Yes. Um, so I guess you guys, you kind of started touching on it, but what are some of the ways that you guys create that positive and supportive work environment? Because drivers, as we know, historically, it's kind of a very solo, up, um, a solo drive, a solo gig, where you not necessarily have that deep um, connection to maybe your corporate office or your home or something like that. So how do you kind of no, like make that your drive, make sure your drivers feel supported on the road while typically doing something that's a very solitary activity. Sure, that's a great question. 
So we do a number of things. Um, when the drivers come into orientation, they're greeted in orientation by their recruiters. We want them to build that strong connection with people within the company when they get here for orientation. Uh, the first portion of orientation is led by our driver relations team, um, who is part of our retention team. And they go in and they just talk about the company. This is who we are. This is what we do. Um, they encourage the drivers to join our private Facebook group. Um, in that Facebook group that we created um, when I first started here, that is a very clo uh, close-knit group. Um, we share a lot of information in that group. We talk about um, new lane changes, um, any you know new customers coming on, what those lanes are going to look like. Uh, we reminded them of you know the safety blitz going on this week. Um, but we also post as ourselves. We don't post as the company. So I post in that group. I post as myself. Um, and I post things like, here's a picture of my new puppy. Um, really working to humanize one another, um, not just using the group um, as a source of information, but really using the group to create a community, you know, asking questions to get to know one another. Um, for example, this morning, my post was three things I was thankful for over the weekend, you know, getting to see my kids and um, all these things. And I encouraged them to tell me, you know, three things they were thankful for over the weekend. So really humanizing one another, getting to know one another on a people to people basis and not just a people to company. Uh, that was one of the biggest things we've done. Another thing that we've done is we have a biweekly fleet call. Um, we actually do that within the Facebook group. We do it as a Facebook live. Um, and it is the leaders of the company in the group. And we tell them the state of the industry, the state of the company, we let them know, hey, you know, we lost this customer out of Houston, but we have this other customer coming on. So volumes are going to be down for about two weeks. We get, get, anticipate we'll have X amount of loads per week coming on to replace the other customer. So really keeping the drivers updated on what's going on within the company, being very transparent with them, allowing them to um, comment, you know, ask questions throughout those Facebook lives. Um, and then if a driver can't attend those calls, we automatically, e we download that video and automatically email it to our fleet so they can call back in with follow-up questions. And then we keep obviously keep an eye on that Facebook Live for the people on Facebook if they want to ask questions, um, follow-up questions if they weren't able to attend the live. Um, so really communication, 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 I think is most important. Um, making sure that drivers know, or making sure drivers are aware of what's going on um, as much as we possibly can. Shipping can make or break a sale, so optimize how you ship your orders with ShipStation. They make it easy to automate and manage orders no matter how big your business grows. And they might even be able to help reduce shipping and warehouse costs. So optimize and keep up your momentum for growth with ShipStation. Sign up for your free 60-day trial now at ShipStation.com and use the code POD. That's ShipStation.com with the code POD. I absolutely love that. Using social media to actually bring people together like it originally was intended to. I love that. I feel like that's just so much better than just sending an email like, here's lane changes. Have a nice day. Because, you know, most of the time drivers probably aren't even going to open those emails or look at them because honestly, who opens every single email that they get? Right. Exactly. Um, I, I just I think that that's so cool because then like if you're driving along and you see something that, you know, is like a favorite spot of someone else's in the group, you can like post a picture of it and be like, hey, man, I had this morning. Oh, and they totally do. Yeah. And they're like, hey, check out this taco place. You know, it's right by this truck stop. Yeah, it's it's a really, really positive group. Um, it's also great for retention, too, right? Like a driver will get on there and say, hey, you know, it's Friday night. I've been sitting here. I don't have a load. 
And um, we're all on that page. We all watch it very closely. It's the first thing I check in the morning when I wake up. It's the last thing I check when I go to bed. Um, so we can intervene right away. Um, so it's also great for retention. Um, we encourage drivers, you know, we it doesn't have to be all, you know, sunshine, rainbows, butterflies in the group. We want to know their pain points because we we can't fix what we don't know is broken. So we encourage them if, if you, you know, something's wrong, let, please let us know because we want to address it as quickly as possible. So we touched on a little, one of the other things you touched on that's very, very key to driver retention is driver pay. Um, I would say that that's probably one of the most important things to keeping people well, ultimately at the end of the day, like, you know, like all the money in the world doesn't can't necessarily fix something that like someone's not loving. Um, I guess what role does the compensation play and kind of how can you make sure that your compensation is fair and kind of keeping with an industry average, if not the higher end of that average, so you don't lose drivers to someone that is willing to offer them a couple extra thousand dollars for a little bit. Um, kind of how do you guys manage that pay expectation? Yeah, so I think that's a great question. Um, pay is obviously important. Um, it's not most important for all drivers, right? We have drivers all the time who, who will quit. Um, they'll take a local job, right? They'll make less money, but they want to be home more. But pay is definitely top three. Um, pay and home time usually go back and forth for us on driver needs. Um, but one of the things we do is Obviously, we're members of the National Transportation Institute, uh, the driver and survey of driver wages. That's a great resource to, to make sure that you're in line with what other carriers are paying. We also do a monthly wage analysis. So we literally try to act like a driver, right? We go to Google. Um, we look in every major city that we hire in. And, you know, we, we Google driving jobs in those major cities. And we want to see, hey, what if, if a driver's applying in Atlanta, um, what ads are they looking at? What compensation is being thrown out there? So we we use that we pull that information in um, from both of those things and then kind of evaluate where we are in the market, making sure that we're still, you know, competitive in the space. I absolutely love that. That's like that. That's that continuing to grow because there's people who, you know, they might do those wage analysis once every three to five years and that's just good enough for them. But continuing to go back to it and reevaluate it, I think, is extremely key because, like you said, that you know what ads someone's getting and you know those extra sign-on bonuses or other big promises that another carrier is making that they may or may not eventually um, follow through on those big promises, you know? Yeah, I also get some great ad ideas. I'm like, ooh, they did a really good job with that one. So I guess um, when it comes to, um, when it comes to like maybe someone who's struggling with driver retention or, you know, they want to they wanna start a program kind of similar to what you guys have, but they're not sure exactly where to start. What is your biggest piece of advice to those people that are really starting to take a look at retaining some of their drivers and making sure that they do have extremely happy drivers and they're not just, you know, constantly wasting money and time or not carriers drivers? Sure. So quite a few things. Um, I think one of the most important things you can do is spend time in your terminal talking to your drivers. Stop, you know, if you see them in the terminal, ask them how their day is going. What are their pain points? You know, um, really kind of, hey, are you liking it here? Are things working out for you? I think the more you can communicate with people, the more you can talk to them, the more you're going to learn. Um, it's really important to me to be interacting with our drivers on a day-to-day basis. Um, one, we've been able to save a lot of drivers by doing that. You know, how's your day going? Not going well, right? Finding out what's going on, being able to immediately intervene. Had we not stopped to ask that question, we may not retain that driver. But it's also a great way for us to find out what our drivers love about our you know, what are you liking about it here? What would you recommend us to a friend? Why or why not? What makes us different from other carriers? 
And that's going to help with your marketing too. You may think of things like, oh, I never even thought that was important to our drivers, but apparently this is a really big perk. We need to market this, right? Um, So I think communication, uh, you know, all the way across the board, communication is going to be the one one of the most important things. If you haven't started a private Facebook group and really truly treated at treat it as your community, um, I highly re- that's that's free, right? It's a very small time investment. Um, highly recommend doing that. Another thing we did um, in that group is we created a um, online gaming group. So we have our di- own Discord groups. Our drivers can drivers and staff can uh, do online video games uh, against one another. Um, so that's another thing that we did in that group as well. But I think. It all comes down to communication, um, treating people like people and treating them with respect. So you mean the good old fashioned, just go and ask someone how their day is doing. You know, nothing fancy. Just go down and say, hey, how's it going? Everything okay? Well, you don't have to start big. You really don't. Um, We do a monthly driver newsletter. Every single month on that newsletter is um, a survey, monkey survey, uh, just kind of for those pulse checks. Um, It's you don't have to start big. You don't have to have a dedicated team. You just have to select people and and really, you know, help them through that process of how do we support our drivers? You know, what can we do to make this a better company for them? And there's always going to be like those couple of drivers that end up just collecting the thoughts of everyone else inevitably. And so just make friends with them and then they'll funnel up all the big problems that nobody's talking. And we actually did did identify some of those people and we created a driver council. Um, so we meet with them. Um, one of, we want to know like collectively what's, what are the pain points? Flee, where are the, what areas are they seeing? You know, we have all these drop trailers in this specific area of the country. Um, we're getting lots of complaints about trailer issues in this area of the country. Well, perhaps we need to, you know, talk to the company who's currently servicing our trailers in that area. Maybe we need a new provider. Um, so our drivers are able to give us really good feedback through the council as well. I absolutely love that because it's more of just like, it's not just like we're here for your personal stuff. It's like, oh no, something is fundamentally going wrong with the equipment or the anything else. Like you, like let us know because that obviously if you don't have functioning equipment, that's going to be kind of hard to continue to deliver loads. Um, so if anyone wants to reach out to you uh, after this summit or if they have any, you know, if they want any awesome tips on how to start a driver fa- retention Facebook group, where can they find you outside the show? Uh, on LinkedIn, Sadie Church. Awesome. I love it. Thank you so much for joining us today at the summit. Thank you so much, Mary. Thanks for having me.